Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Find a store near you or shop online at pandora.net. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is Ben, and I believe it's Ashley. Is it Ashley? Oh, hey, it's me. Hey, Ashley. Uh, I'm in 
Mesa, Arizona right now, we're practicing um, for the live tour. The Bachelor Live on stage starts on the 13th. And so right now I'm in Mesa in my dressing room. And Ashley, you're in Los Angeles, so we're not together, and it's sad. Well, we're going to be together on Friday. We're going to do some podcasts mm-hmm. together. It'll be cool, and I will be making a special appearance at the Reno date on the Bachelor Live tour. Ben, people are probably like, why? What are you rehearsing? Like, are you just standing up on the mic? It's like a Broadway show, a production you're doing. Can you explain mm-hmm. to people like what's going to be happening? It's not just watching a couple people date. It's like yeah, you're, you're dancing. Are you singing? Uh, not I hope yet. not. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, it's wild. So first off, I've had a, a terrible flu for three days. So I flew out here on Wednesday uh, which was the sixth, and uh, for the you know since then I've had a fever, but we've put in like eight to ten hour days practicing for this tour, um, so I'm struggling a bit. So if I start to fall asleep halfway through the podcast, you know why. But I took a little break from practice to to talk to you and talk to the, the, the audience. So, but yeah, it's been rough. I've had some some massive fevers, but I'm glad it happened now and not why we're why we're touring. So Absolutely. here's what's happening. We've talked about it a little bit, but I think now is a like really good time to talk about it since it starts this week. Mm-hmm. So, the Bachelor Live on Stage tour uh, was this idea that happened because Bachelor Nation is everywhere, uh, from big cities to small cities. So we're going to sixty-six cities around the U.S. We're picking a lucky local bachelor from each city, and then ten women that he's lucky enough to date on stage. They will go through group dates, one-on-one dates. They will have. Uh, fantasy suites. They will have hometowns. They will have. They'll have hometowns. Uh, they'll have hometowns. Wait, it, the parents are all there. Ashley, this show <laughs> has thought of everything. I'm not kidding. It is. I, I went into this when I said yes to this. What was it? Seven, eight months ago. I was like, oh, this will be fun. It is a crew that is massive. The, the amount of time and effort and money put into the show is incredible. They're they're just it, they've thought of everything. And what it's really going to do is kind of allow fans of the show to see how the show happens on TV, except live in front of them for two and a half hours, and possibly see if connections can be made on stage. It's been great. I would love to give you details, but you know, just as you would assume, the show really wants you to have to come to the show yeah, to I'll experience it. Yeah, I'll see you Saturday, it. and then we'll come back on the podcast, and we'll, I'll talk all about my... I witnessed your experience. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, I'm super pumped about it. It's been a lot more than I expected. I will be dancing. Uh, <laughs> I am hosting with Becca Kufrin. Uh, they're out there da- uh, practicing right now. I can look at the screen and see them doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, Ash, it's going to be fun. And I'm glad that we get to go to all these places around the U.S. and say hi to Bachelor Nation. I think it's really going to be an experiential trip. Uh, around the country for anybody that watches the show. So please come out and see us at one of the 66 cities. You can go to bachelorliveonstage.com to find a place near you. Get some tickets. Very, very cool. Are we ready to talk about hot topics around uh, Bachelor Nation? Yeah, I'm super confused by some of these. So how about you lead us? And then I have some follow-up questions just to figure out what exactly is happening. Okay, so I'm just going to read this statement that Tammy put out to her Instagram last week, apologizing for being nasty. She says, quote, okay, I'm going to address this once and for all. Remember that this is a show. I do take responsibility for my action and I never intended to hurt anyone. I'm very sorry to those I did hurt, but my heart was never coming from an intentionally malicious place. (laughs) I already don't like this apology because she started out sounding so huffy puppy. Okay, I'm going to address this once and for all. (laughs) 
Um, I tend to gravitate towards humor in situations like this. Nothing about that was humorous because I'm not trying to mourn in the past mistakes that I've made. They're all human. We're all human. We're all human. All of us have done things we're not proud of. So please hear me when I say I never meant to hurt anyone and I'm sorry. My five minute nasty moment on TV doesn't define who I am. Respect. That, that, that's me saying respect. Uh, just like how your mistakes don't define who you are either. Remember that all of us who participated in this show are human too. And some of you say nastier things to us than we do to each other. Also, no. respect. Okay, so I get it. Like, obviously, I get it. How do you do? You feel like this is a genuine apology, Ben? I'll let you. Determine. I think it's a genuine apology. I just think any apology that turns it back on me being the victim again is not exactly fair. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you apologizing for? You were mean to uh, somebody. I think you own that. And, you know, again, we've gone through this year over year over year. Fans need to be nicer to the contestants come yeah. on the show. You're putting yourself out there. It's not easy. But also contestants on the show. It's never okay for what people say to you. I will never say you should just ignore it and just move on and, like, don't let it bother you. It, it hurts. But please know that when you start to get these, like, hateful comments and people start to troll you on Instagram or social media – you aren't alone. It's been happening for years, and it's happened to every single person. Yeah. And I think that's where this, for me, goes. Just know, Tammy, that you aren't alone in this. We're all, everybody has gotten hate, and so what we should be talking about is how do we love better and not how do we eliminate hate more. It's I think love eliminates hate. And I agree with her when she says, like, don't let my mistakes define me because I've said some stupid, stupid stuff on the show, too. And I take it back and I regret I don't regret like a ton of actions, but I definitely regret some comments that I made just being sassy and totally overly emotional in the interview room. But I do think that she's like not really apologizing to the girls that she hurt there. She's apologizing. She's like saying sorry so that she looks better to the Bachelor audience. Yeah, I mean that's always the that's always the kind of the way that you value an apology is why are you doing it? Are you doing it to actually apologize to the to the women that were hurt or to men that you were hurt or whoever was hurt in the process? Or are you doing it to enhance your own image? I don't know here. I don't think you are claiming to know either. But what we'll say is just make sure that the apology is coming from a place of I am sorry for what I said and I'm sorry for what I did. And then we all can go, I get it. We've done it too. But if it's, I'm sorry for what I did, and also, look how great I still am, it's like, ah, yeah. I don't also, know if that works. Also, apologies to other contestants don't have to be pri- like don't have to be public. I, I think if it's a true apology, then apologize in private, and then like, you know, if you really, if you need that to be out there, then I'm sure the girl will back you up when you go to film Women Tell All next week, and you know, if they come at you, then. Hopefully, um, Kelsey or McKenna would say something like, she did come to me and apologize privately off camera. Like, it was very nice and I accept it. That would be the best way to go about things. That would be awesome. I would love if sometime on Tell All, people are like, hey, we've talked off camera without any cameras because this was such a big and prevalent issue to us. And we've resolved it. And we come here today just to tell you that adults still exist on this show and adults really do care about each other on this show and we're going to move forward even though it, it's hurt. That would be an amazing moment and I would love to watch that and I hope it goes down uh, this time on Tell All. 
the best way. And t- Tammy, if you're listening, it's the best way. All right, moving on. Um, Bachelor alum Crystal Nielsen calls the show environment toxic. I would say that to each his own when it comes to calling the environment of the show any word any adjective to be honest because like i would never have thought it to be toxic but crystal didn't have a great experience on the show so for her it was toxic her quote is it's so crazy watching the bachelor because it feels like such a toxic environment they're in honestly i think it's really scary and i think that in this case crystal is alluding to this current season of the bachelor which i also think it's toxic i think that these girls are out for themselves there doesn't seem to be many genuine relationships being formed it seems like a scary cold place to be Um, it feels like contestants from the past ashley and tell me if i'm wrong this is a uh, if this is what Crystal's saying is that this season feels toxic to be in that house. It feels like for the first time in a long time, contestants are starting to speak out and saying, "I could not be in this house. This house doesn't feel fun." Yeah, Demi and I both said that on Twitter. Yeah, like it, that's kind of what's being said from most people that have been on the show before, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the first time that people watch it and go, "There's not one moment I want to be in that house." No, um, I used to like not at all dread staying home when there was a group date or a or a one-on-one mm-hmm. going on i was like oh i just get to hang out with my friends today sounds not bad but these girls like oh god if i didn't get to escape from them i'd be very sad she continues by saying seeing all this stuff come up from con- contestants now like blast from the past means that anything could be exposed on the show now especially how they are leaking everyone earlier um, that is very interesting because there are some stories that are being drudged up about these contestants. Like, um, Sydney had to go have all those photos from her yearbook come out last week and people were insinuating that she wasn't actually eating lunch alone in a bathroom stall because of the pictures. And then of course there's stuff about Victoria floating around on the internet. And I think we'll learn more about that next week. And there was Victoria's white fish lives matter campaign so all this stuff probably i don't know if it's creating a toxic environment in the house but it's definitely making life social media likes makes life better and harder for contestants yeah i mean i think i think it's it's just like everything else in life as we're young we're gonna make mistakes how do we overcome those mistakes how do we learn from our mistakes it's it's the whole kevin hart thing like are you gonna criticize me for things i did 15 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't answered that question as a society yet. Like yeah. nobody has answered if like society will still judge you for the mistakes you made 15 years ago, even if you've moved on and grown. Um, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I'm, I'm not going to even weigh my opinion, but it feels like now on this show that will be a common theme will be which one of these contestants has something from the past that we're going to have to try to either forgive them for overcome. They're going to have to overcome but will have to be brought up to the public while it airs. And every contestant from here on out has to know that going in, that this is that their dirty laundry will be spread once they say yes to be on the show. It, 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 it I think it will add a whole new element. Hey, Ashley, I want to pause you here though. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into it later. So I don't want to answer, but I want to tease this for our listeners out there later on the podcast. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to have you answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Based on crystals synopsis, that it's a toxic environment. Is that due to the women? Or it feels like right now Peter Weber is getting the criticism for allowing this toxic environment to continue to come up. Whose fault, if we have to blame it on somebody, 
is it? We'll talk about that later on in the podcast. Also, I ask all of you listeners to please write us at uh, Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com and let us know your opinion before you even listen to the second section on what our opinions are on that. Hey, Ashley, next uh, topic. Chris Bukowski was being flirty with Katie Morton on Instagram this week. She posted something along the lines of like, where's uh, the fav- your favorite place that you've ever been to in the world? And then Chris commented underneath it saying, your house. Whoa. I know. So does that Let's mean he's trying there, to rekindle? Actually. That's heavy. I know. You know, it was annoying. I saw that um, his comment literally mm-hmm. moments after I left being with Katie and I could have asked her. Well, I guess I could have always texted her. But what is what is her like? What is her feelings for Chris? Like, do you feel like after being around her, she probably took this comment and laughed and giggled and like, oh, Chris, you're funny. Or is this like, is this going to hurt her? I mean, if I was engaged. OK, so let me go back to my relationship from the show. OK. And I'm what? Two months off of the breakup. And this was yeah. said. I would be so confused, like so confused, hurt, disheveled that that was said after it. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like when you're engaged and you break up, this is the type of stuff you talk about and say. I guess it leads us as an audience and not like if we weren't friends with Katie and I couldn't just text her um, from an audience point of view, I would see that as like they're they're talking again. Right. I, I, let's let's start the rumor on the almost famous podcast that there is a possibility that Katie and Chris are potentially maybe talking based on this comment. Tori is she knows stuff and she's looking at me and I'm not going to call her out or put her on the mic, <laughs> but she's like laughing and she she thinks we're off base. I'm just going to uh, tell you that. Well, hey, anyways, it's a story. <laughs> we talked about it. Chris Bukowski is flirty with Katie Morton on Instagram. We have no clue what it means. We have no idea. Next story. Nick Viall wants Demi Burnett. Also, Demi Burnett sounds so weird. Um, She's Demi, not Lovato to me. So Uh Nick wants Demi to lead The Bachelorette and to have both female and male contestants. Um, Obviously, Nick and Demi are quite close. And I like the idea of it. I definitely think that she should be in the running. There's a lot of, um, I don't have a good word here. I'm going to call it messiness. That could happen if Demi, who is somebody who is flu- sexually fluid, is the, the lead. You would supposedly need straight guys, like half straight guys and half straight girls, to be the cast. Because if you casted fluid people you would run the risk of them falling in love while they're in the house. And I guess that is something we could be open to as well, but it definitely changes the structure of the show. Yeah, I mean, that happened a few years ago. I remember talking to, I think uh, Lance Bass was the host of it. I forget the exact yeah, name. Yeah, it was on cable and it was just for gay guys. Yeah, and we I remember talking to Lance about it and that was a legitimate concern from production of how do we keep people from falling in love with each other in the house because that's not the concept of the show. Great if it happens, connections are being made, people are falling in love, but it's hard to produce and tell a story when there's so many different storylines that could be kind of coming to fruition within the house. I think Demi would be I mean, think about this. Demi went from being on Colton's season to kind of being the I don't, I, we never knew what to call her. She wasn't the villain of the season. She just like was the one that would kind of like stir up havoc or like 
was always kind of commenting on things to then being on paradise and having a, a beautiful story that bachelor nation celebrated with her to now being a front runner, runner for bachelorette. It is as much of a transition on the show as anybody we've seen. I mean, maybe since Colton Underwood, Colton Underwood went from being like kind of, yeah, maybe bachelor, but there's some more people that will probably pick above him to going on paradise and kind of having a, a not a great storyline. And then all of a sudden he's bachelor and beloved. Demi has made a triumphant run towards the top. And her name, I think, is probably legitimately up there for Bachelor. Me too. I think she's in the top three I really contenders. Think so. I think she would be maybe even above anybody from this season. I think it would be her and Hannah Brown right now. I don't know how. I mean, we'll get into it later. Uh, another tease for later on the podcast. I'll ask Ashley who her top choice for Bachelorette, Bachelorette is right now because I – I don't know. Like when neither nobody knows. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. But yes, I'm with you, Ashley. Demi has to be up there. All right. Our last piece of news for the week is <laughs> is a conspiracy theory that is absolutely not true, but I think it's humorous enough to discuss it on the podcast. Some people are speculating that Peter ends up with one of his producers, and this producer is um, his like one on one producer, the the producer that sticks around with Peter all the time. Mm-hmm. People are looking through way too hard, thinking that he ends up with her, and that I don't think is going to happen. <laughs> well, actually, I know it's not happening. I can confirm it does not happen. Well, here's the thing. How does this even start? Because every year you get off the show and you have a one-on-one producer. If you're The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and you spend a ton of time with them, and you go to all these cool events with them, and you'll go to award shows with them, and you go to the New Year's Eve thing with them. Like This is not uncommon. It's happened for years, at least since I've been on the show. How did this rumor start? Okay, so I have I have the, the points, the bullet points. Filming wrapped on November 17th, and this producer went to Sydney with another producer, potentially why Peter's mom is saying bring her home, because L.A. is home to both of them. And said producer is still in Australia. Meanwhile, Peter is back in L.A. (laughs) It's not until the producer returns to L.A. that things get serious. Two weeks later, I think they reconnect, figure things out. The nightclub in Vegas, they're at a nightclub in Vegas with other Bachelor people, um, and it gives them the opportunity to go slow in public with people that they trust. They are both in L.A. this whole time. No need for a safe house visit because they can just say they're get, they're meeting up because it's work. Another Who's, who's reporting this? These are like, I think, a collective amount. This is... This is a compilation that Women's Health magazine put together based on lots of people's research on Reddit. This is wild. Oh <laughs> Should I continue? Uh, just tell us a little bit more. Let's summarize this here because it's confusing. So let's summar- I'll summarize to this point. The rumor has started. It has spread everywhere. If you Google Peter Weber's name right now, it's one of the first articles that come up. And it's not just one source that Peter Weber actually falls in love with his producer from the show, and they leave the show together. Ashley is claiming that it's definitely not true. Yeah, and that's why so, I'm going to pause you, Ashley, and say, why are you so confident? <laughs> I'm confident because I have um, I have um, people that I know in the production team. <laughs> this is shocking, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It would be a lot more fun to go through these 
bullet points about how they could lead into a relationship together if I didn't just tell you that's absolutely not true. And you just know. We can, we can say here on the Almost Famous podcast well, that we will source this and say it is absolutely not true. Well, then again, my source in production could be totally throwing me off. Mm. He has produced me for many years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is all so scary and confusing. Right now, we'll say that based on our knowledge, Peter Weber is not fallen for his producer, but production and and the people at The Bachelor have kept better secrets. My source did say, isn't that just so silly or like so ridiculous? They never really said a hard no now that I think about it. Ashley, <laughs> I, think, I think we need to now reverse our claim and say... <laughs> It could be true. Producer Tori just sent a little piece of paper over my way, and it says that this producer created a Pinterest board, a wedding and travel-themed Pinterest board the night the show ended around that time. I don't know if that means anything. I think, if if anything, it would be her planning Peter and whoever he ends up with wedding. I have zero comment on this. I know. Is that really evidence? I don't know anymore, Ashley. Now now I'm confused. And if that's the way this show ends this season, I'll tell you one thing. It will be one of the most dramatic, crazy, wild things I've ever experienced in my life. Hey, that's where we're going to leave this topic because I don't even know what to say. That's the hot topics for today. Let's take a break and we'll come back to break down Peter's episode in Lima, Peru of The Bachelor. <laughs> Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. 
Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that... Over-the-counter can get old. That's OTC, can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. It'll save you so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? Try a new hobby, invest in materials, or classes for a hobby that you've been curious about, whether it's painting, cooking, or playing a musical instrument. Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless, plus it runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24. Wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver. Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings in the Rudimetrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. This, I'll be honest, this whole Peter with the producer thing is really messing with my head. 
Okay, so I can't you, get it out of my head. You guys, I just went back and I read the text from um, my producer friend, and I sent him a screenshot of the allegations, and mm-hmm. I had like two laughing cat emojis because I thought it was just so silly, and he responded by saying, "It's all over the internet!" Exclamation mark. And I said, "So funny." That's that's all. That's all that happened. That was and the you entire took conversation. From that, when you came into this podcast, <laughs> yeah. you said it's so not yeah. true. That's what you said, Ashley. This is a good moment I'm for you. I'm a really you bad to... detective. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a moment you need to sit down and learn from your assumptions and how you're reading situations and go. <laughs> you got confident that that wasn't true based on that right there, which would make me go, "Oh wow." Oh hmm. Oh wow, it is true. That would make you go, "Oh wow, it is true." It's probably true. So what I think, and you guys, there's also a um, picture of them with his family on New Year's Eve, and there's some Reddit speculation about how she detagged herself or something from it. How much of this? How much do you feel of this is spoilers now? I mean, should we stop at this point? Because I feel <laughs> like if it's true, we're spoiling the whole thing. If it's not true, then I don't know. But during our break, Tori said something really funny. She's like, "What if?" Chris Harrison interrupts that final rose ceremony as we see in the scenes for the next episode. And he said, we all, all production just found this out. Your producer just left because she can't handle seeing you get engaged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't know team. We're going to have to put it like uh, at the beginning of this podcast, say like the first 20 minutes of this is us speculating that something <laughs> might be true that we have no clue if it is because if it's true we just spoiled the whole entire season well you know it was bound to happen one day gosh dang it all um, right all right let's get into this episode okay uh we find ourselves in lima peru one of my favorite places in the world the food is amazing the scenery is great and peter is hoping at this point to get out of the drama that has led him here to South America. We find him FaceTiming his mom. It's a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to what we've seen in the past. I think it's a good moment for us just to see where he's at and what he's in touch with. His mom is at, is obviously back in the U.S. Peter at this point, Ashley, it's it's healthy for me as a viewer to watch. I feel like every episode I expect to see him just like in tears in the fetal position in the corner being like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> every episode and every date, I feel like he – has a, a great way of kind of starting over, compartmentalizing mm-hmm. what happened in the past. And yeah, getting he's like a football again. player. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. On to the next play? Yeah, on to the next play, on to the next game. I'm worried about Peter, though, starting with his entrance into the girls' hotel room. He's obviously realizing how uh, hard this has been. And here's my thought right now. Mm-hmm. It's not been uh, a secret. I'm a fan of Peter. Yeah. I think Peter has made some some poor decisions along the way. I think kissing girls in front of other girls is not great. I think he could have put his foot down. But other than that, Peter's a nice guy. And that's really all we want from this show is to see a good guy or a good girl find good love. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of Peter Weber. I don't hate Peter Weber at all. But here's my thing. Okay. I'm worried once he walks into the room that we realize for the first time just how much of a disconnect there are between him and these women up to this point. Usually when it gets down to this many, we are are vested into a couple relationships at least. And we are familiar with every character and we understand their stories and what their struggles are. Ashley, I watch him walk into that room and I feel like he is – 
he is almost the stranger walking into a room full of not friends, just like acquaintances. And it feels weird watching it back. The only person I feel like he does have something genuine and strong with is Madison. And mm-hmm. we see him take her out on their um, on a date, a one-on-one. It's their first one since week one. Technically, it was episode oh, one. Yeah. And, I mean, she she's, she's so far, so far beyond any other girl when it comes to connection. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obvious. I, I watch this date. I'm like, this is a date. This is the funny part, Ashley. Their date felt like a date that we typically during a season see like two weeks ago and and most of the dates. Like it felt like the date where it's like, oh, yeah, they're into each other. This is good. This happens with like two or three different girls. Now it's just like one good date on this show. And we're all like, oh, there it is. It's over. Oh, I mean, I kept saying like it's over. Like just send everyone else home. It's not even close. No, not even close. So, I mean, I have a total theory that the uh, scenes from the next episode or the coming episodes lead on but we'll get there later i have here's my much... thing with this date though yeah there's a big moment in this date that bothered me okay so it's the cocktail hour or the dinner party or whatever they do at the mm-hmm. end and they're sitting there and and madison obviously has a very strong faith mm-hmm. her faith is is really important to her and my faith is very important to me i know along with many other people who have been on this show And as you start to pursue somebody and you start to get closer and closer to the end, if you're going to continue a relationship with them, these are the kind of conversations that you have to have um, almost early on and continue to build off of faith, family, what you hope for, for, what you dream of, what your childhood dreams are, what you're pursuing in life. Like those are important conversations. The frilly, this one for her, I was excited to see. And she comes into it and says, Peter, here's where I'm at. Here's what I really want. I, my dad has led our family in this way, uh, and it's been something that I've always wanted in a husband. Peter admits, which I'm glad he did, hey, faith is something I have, but it's not been something that I put on the forefront of my life. Mm-hmm. I think he just says it. maybe it's something that I would like to get better at, which if I was Madison, at this point I'd say, Peter, it's going to be hard for me to commit to you until like if this is that important to me until I see that, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a huge thing. All he says to her is I just want you to know how into you I am. And she goes, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make sense. We're talking about faith and what you want in the future. And a guy says he's into you and I, then it's all good. No, what, what he said was- Am I reading that wrong? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he was like, faith is something that I really want to get better at. And I'm excited about possibly being with a woman who could really um, strengthen that department of my life. And then she was like, that's all I have to hear is that you are willing and excited about it becoming a bigger part of your life. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I just felt like that conversation was one that was a big one. I felt like it was one that could have gone a lot of different directions. And I feel like it just settled out to like maybe I I didn't feel like I learned anything about them other than that they're not really on the same like page during that conversation. Like I felt like that was one that was really going to make or break this relationship. And I just felt like I left it going, eh, it was okay. Well, I think we'll see more of it next week when we go home with him, um, with her. And he's going to have a conversation with her dad about this. Cool. Well, Hey, 
uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing it. I know the women in the house uh, were talking about Madison's faith and just how important it was to her. So uh, kudos to Madison for being herself no matter where she's at during this experience. And I'm glad uh, that uh, she brought it up to Peter. But uh, at the same time, we'll flash back to the house where the, where the women are hanging out during Peter and Madison's date. And we find Natasha, who is yet to get a one-on-one. She's a little bit distraught and upset about it. But, hey, don't fear, Natasha, because Peter's coming through with a date card that says, let's explore for the second one-on-one date of the episode. There's like an equation to this episode every year now. It's mm-hmm. like two one-on-ones with two shoe-ins that being Kelsey and Madison in this mm-hmm. case, one date with a girl you're going to dump, mm-hmm. and then the three-on-one, which is, you know, always up in the air. I can't imagine to this point being Natasha and having people get two one-on-ones multiple times before yeah. I even get one. Yeah. Like At that point, don't you think you're saying, it's time for me to go? Like, this just isn't working for us. Yeah, I would say that. Right? Yeah. Am I wrong with saying, like, <laughs> hey, I'll speak for contestants out there and say that if you don't get a one-on-one within the first – I mean, I don't even know how many weeks we are now in. Week it's seven. Week seven. Like, this probably isn't something that you're going to want to invest too much more into unless you're just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, if, it were, if it were me there, I'd probably just send myself home on the date. I thought Peter <laughs> – uh, you know, I thought yeah, – well, yes. And I think that's kind of what happened, honestly. I mean, it felt yeah. like – they sat down at dinner. Natasha pretty soon knew that it wasn't going in a great direction. Peter knew that. was just trying to get her to a place where she understood. And then they mutually parted ways. They had a great day out. Um, I wouldn't say they mutually parted ways. She she, she wasn't, wasn't happy. happy. <laughs> nah, she wasn't happy. Well, she wasn't happy and she was like, oh, I know I'm going to find someone. I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting after her comment on, you know, I got my, my ex broke up with me cause I was too intense. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to find somebody. But that wasn't, that wasn't a nice moment for me. I was like, Oh crap. I know if I was Peter, all of a sudden I'd be thinking back in my head. Oh, I hope I find somebody also. Cause now I'm nervous. I won't. <laughs> well, good thing for Peter. Kelsey's still there. Madison's still yeah, there. He, Hannah Ann is still there. He couldn't uh, stop Victoria thinking about Madison there. during that date. He, Huh? He couldn't stop thinking about Madison during that day. No. It was good. I mean, and I get it. When you're in love, yeah, or you're fun. in love, and some dates are better than others, it's hard to compartmentalize now at that point. You almost, at this point, Ashley, during the season, I think it happens with everybody I talk to. You start to feel like you're cheating on the women that you care about mm-hmm. because you're out on dates and you're kissing other people yeah. when you are definitely falling harder for some. Now, you can't just totally say, hey, it's over at this point uh, because you still want to explore and you still, um, as it looks like in Peter's season, there's still surprises around the corner that mm-hmm. you need to stay open to. Mm-hmm. But you do. It's harder and harder every week. Well, hey, the third date goes to Kelsey. The date card reads, love is a wild ride. Ashley, what do you think of this date? Well, they go on ATVs up a mountain, and he is really expressing how much he loves doing stuff like this and can't wait to do this stuff for the rest of his life with a wife. And he tells her this. I'm like, so, Kelsey. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this sounds like a nightmare. I don't think she wants to do that for the rest of her life, but she's going to blow no. that off to the side. No. Not at all. I, but I like Kelsey a lot. She has a lot of depth. She is so not afraid to talk about her family life, her emotions. 
I like the way she said that how she wants to be home half the week and she wants to work too because she wants to prioritize the kids like that. Um, I like the, well, it was kind of shocking the way that she came out and said, hey, I have a relationship with my dad as of now, but I haven't told my mom. So this is kind of like something that's between you and I and hopefully it doesn't get brought up next week. That was something so intimate, personal that we don't often see. Yeah. How did you, you feel know, about that? You think that she it, should have it, talked about her, she should have talked to her mom about this before going on the show. Typically, that's how I would say it. You know, we've yeah. had moments like this in the past. Typically, I say, no, here's the other part of this, Ashley, is and I've been I've been uh, I go back and forth because one of it is if she's falling for Peter, which she obviously is. Then this is a conversation that she would definitely want to have before Peter met the family. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should definitely have had the conversation. And I think it's okay because I think that she's going to get off the show and she's going to tell her mom right away. If anything, she might tell her mom next week during hometowns. And it's I but I do always feel like it just hurts me a little bit. I think Blake Hortzman was the last time I really felt like this was heavy. Like when stuff like this gets said, you know, your family's going to watch it. And it just like stings a little bit because I'm like, I'm just worried for what's going to happen in the background with the family. Like, but at the same time, maybe yeah. it brings some conversations to the surface that need to be said and need to be talked through. Maybe, and this yeah. is, but it, it, it is heavy. And as viewers, we need to respect that that is a heavy moment and not just like use it as our entertainment, but know what it takes for somebody to sit there across the table from somebody they're falling for on something they know will be viewed by millions, but they're kind of probably forgetting that at this point because they're so infatuated with who this other person is. And they tell us something this intimate and this detailed. I don't, I'm not asking every contestant to do that. I don't think it's fair of us to expect every contestant to do that. I don't even think that most contestants have situations like that, that they're dealing with at home. I agree, but I'm just saying, Hey, Kelsey, you did it. Bachelor nation is behind you. Um, it's just heavy. It's a heavy moment that we were witnessing. Uh, but as we find out, we're going to find out next week because she is going to hometowns. But one of these girls is not. Let's take a break before we talk about the Hannah Ann, Victoria, and Kelly three-on-one date. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. 
It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson yards in New York city Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that... Over-the-counter can get old. That's OTC, can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. It'll save you so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? Try a new hobby, invest in materials, or classes for a hobby that you've been curious about, whether it's painting, cooking, or playing a musical instrument. Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless, plus it runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. 
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24. Wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver. Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings in the Rudimetrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Before we talk about the three-on-one date with Hannah Ann, Victoria, and Kelly, I want to tease that in a little bit, uh, Connor Saley, who was announced as the Bachelor Live on stage Bachelor in Los Angeles, will be coming to uh, the Almost Famous podcast today to speak to us about that experience, what he hopes for, what he dreams of, and if he could potentially find his soulmate live on stage in Los Angeles. So tune in after the episode breakdown. We'll give Connor a call. Ashley, three-on-one date happens. It's not unexpected necessarily. We knew something like this was going to happen at some point. It just feels like a mixed bag of emotions from every person there. But the one that doesn't have a mixed bag of emotions is Kelly, who – Ugh. I'm interested to hear your breakdown of Kelly. Kelly, right why did you have to do this? She show- Ugh, I've been it. saying the entire season that she's like awesome, but she doesn't mm-hmm. even she doesn't self-describe that she's awesome, right? She doesn't show ego, but she's smart and carries herself beautifully with confidence. And then this time she Ugh. like got hubris struck. It's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a lawyer. What tell. are the I'm other girls? Bad. I'm always bad at this. Again. I know it's the thing that you guys always get on me on. I'm always bad at kind of judging the situations because I'm so sensitive to like that just kind of arrogance or like self-describing yeah. or that kind of thing. Like I'm just very sensitive to it. I know that. So I'm not, I've stayed away from even like commenting on it. But I – so I didn't know how you were going to read the situation oh, really? or how Bachelor Nation was going to read it. But I was watching the whole time like, Kelly, what are you doing? This feels like unlike you. And again, it, it hit me as soon as she says, I'm a lawyer or I'm an attorney. Yeah. Like kind of like I'm better than everybody else. Yeah. And at that moment I said, whoa, at what point now are we putting ourselves in a scale based on our career path? Great that you've accomplished that. That's a huge deal. Like I'm super impressed. I know. I, that's not something I'm smart enough to be able to pull off. I think but, it is. But <laughs> but Kelly, like let's that that all of a sudden set me back and my one of my favorites all of a sudden started to be one that I wasn't rooting for on this three on one date. I know. Everybody loved Kelly. It seemed like such an undeniable thing about um, amongst Bachelor Nation. There were so many memes out there saying like the diamond in the rough, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, but she she did ruin she probably, it a little bit for herself this week. I can't believe that she said, I'm an attorney and like what are these other girls? As if like your job defines your character. That hurt. That hurt me. That felt weird. Now, here's the thing, Ashley. And we're going to talk about it in a second. I'm going to just hint at it again. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, Kelly was definitely my front runner to be Bachelorette. I think now this is the last time we see her during this season. Yeah. Obviously, I think it's a very clear picture that she will not be the Bachelorette. Well, no. moving on from Kelly to talk about Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann uh, and, and Peter have the very first conversation. This was was uniquely special for me, Ashley, because it was one of those moments where I did start to really get behind Anna Ann, and I thought her note to him was a sign that she's trying, still not there yet, still not on the Madison level, but trying. Yeah. 
I like go. I'm a flip flopper with Hannah Ann. I've never fully really liked her, and I've also well, I guess at the beginning I fully didn't like her, but I still she's very hard for me to get to know. Like I feel like she's hard Mm -hmm. for Peter to get to know. I did like her letter; it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, I still am not. I'm still not sensing a, a um a connection that goes beyond the physical right now. Can you? I mean, no. I mean, I think that's the thing I'm, I was saying earlier, too. Like, there's really only one person that I'm sensing a yeah. connection with, and that's Madison. Like, yeah. everybody else, it feels like really good still first dates. Yeah, like a girl that you like. Not a girl you're falling for, a girl you like. Yeah, like a girl that, like, oh, I'm interested in. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's not, like, unhealthy. It's just like, nah, I don't know yet. That's how I feel about most of these situations. Hannah Ann was this this note and this time for them to kind of sit down and discuss what she was into, like what she appreciated about him. Yeah. Was a was a good moment this season, which here's the the kicker. Most seasons, it would just be another moment. Yes. But this season it felt like a like a good moment. So true. Like how many times do girls come to the guy with letters? All the time. Yeah. I I have I'm very neutral on Hannah Ann during this conversation. Or not I mean, just this whole episode. Part. I still don't know her. Here's the crazy part. And not to compare, I just was thinking about this the other night. This episode was the episode during my season that I let go of Becca Tilly and the last Ferguson twin. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, those women were like huge pieces of my life. Becca is still somebody that I would consider one of my best friends who I love dearly. Like Emily was a big part of my season who I got to know very well and who I root for. And and now I look at these women going home this week and I'm like, yeah, they still aren't like they're not even close. Yeah, no. And I, I don't know if it's about them or whatever, but you got to think Becca Dilly went home this week during my season and Becca is Becca. Yeah, like, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah, you guys got really close. Really close. She's the best. Love that girl. All um, right. So the the most mind boggling girl part. I fell yeah. in love with from my season, Becca Tilly. Oh, <laughs> Ben. The most mind boggling part of this episode for me was definitely Victoria F. Because mm-hmm. their conversation went so horribly. <laughs> she said to him that he's always in a mood when she's around. <laughs> there must have been there. a whole other conversation that happened that we didn't see. Because he gives her the rose. All there is is a big sloppy mess between the two of them. But he, she was the one that he was certain he was going to keep around. Do you think... Do you, do you get what's going on here with them? I mean, she's... Is it just physical? Because once Jesse uh, and Becca Martinez pointed out a few weeks ago to me, now I notice it. It feels like she gets up and walks away from any, ty- any type of like conflict... It feels like that happens every time they're on a date. So there's conflict. Most times they're talking. At what point do you go, we just don't, we aren't working. Like this isn't good. This isn't going to last. But it just feels like it continues. And it's not like, it's not. That was Luke last season. Remember? We were like, nothing goes well. This is so much different to me than Luke. Yeah. Not to say they're comparable situations. It's just like. This isn't easy. At this point in a relationship, this would be like the third date in real life, right? Yeah. It's either going to go well, and if you're not feeling it by the third date, you're going to cut it off. If you just Definitely. can't get into a jive, just and say I goodbye. Almost feel, and, and, and to flash forward here, 
I almost feel like Peter is starting to understand Victoria F more because he knows that she's just a ball of emotion and that she cares, but she's nervous and she can't just break down the, her, her walls. And that's why once he sits down to pass out the roses, he like kind of teases her with it, like walks to the car because he's like, I feel like it is his way of saying Victoria F like take a breather. Like don't, don't always assume the worst here. I like you. I want to meet your family. You're getting the rose. Yeah. And he did that just so she can like not be so much in her own head and he could do something special for her because I think he really likes her. And it's going to break me if this one doesn't work for him because I feel like he's invested a lot into it and he's really trying to show her that she can be confident in what they have. As far as a pull goes, like he feels a pull toward a girl. I think she's second to Madison. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then I also think that he pulls her aside and does stuff like that because she's like second in line to Madison and also because he knows that she reacts better in general when she's not in a group environment. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Like, He's going to know her better. Now, the question is, does she, is she going to take some time to get to know him better and understand who he is? Because just saying you're in a mood every time we're together is not <laughs> referencing that you know him any better. It's just like pretty much spouting out that you, you don't really like the guy. Like if he's in a mood, if like I, every time Ashley and I hung out and you're like, Ben, you're just always in a mood when you're around me. It's like what you're really saying is you just don't like me. <laughs> that sounds like such a marriage comment. Like I tell Jared, I'm like, Oh, you're in a bad mood today, but I can't yeah. imagine telling Chris souls that that week. That's <laughs> uh, crazy. So Peter walks back to Kelly and Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann gets the rose. Kelly is going home. He just sees them as more and more uh, as friends. Kelly's confidence doesn't really seem to like be too shook. She's sad, mm-hmm. shocked, and I think she still just is confused on why these girls continue to stay and she goes home. My question for you, Ashley, is this. Does Kelly even really want to be there? And is she that into Peter? No, because two weeks ago or like two episodes ago, they had that date where she was clearly not super into him and was like, I'm not getting distracted by all like the drama here and I'm still trying to figure out basically whether I like you enough. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That would be my take as well. And then she kept saying, this is fun. Wait. And then she kept saying like, I'm having a great time. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And then he's like, okay, well I don't want you to just have fun at this point. And she's like, it is more than just fun. You can tell, like it was so obvious she was going to be going home again. I, I, again, I say at this point in the season, we're usually like, really in deep with these relationships. And it feels like most of these women are still very surface. Like this is fun. Hey, I just want to show you my little note that I wrote to you. And Oh, you're in a, like these comments to me feel very surface. So I, I lead us into this before we bring Connor on here in a second. I want to ask you this, Ashley, I want to ask you a few questions. Mm -hmm. Is this whole thing, the toxic environment that uh, was spoken about earlier and the lack of depth in these relationships, is this a Peter problem oh, yeah. or is this a cast problem? This is a cast problem. Okay. Peter Why? may not have helped a lot of dramatic situations like giving some girls roses before he should have given them roses. And then they go back to the house and there's more drama mm-hmm. that ensues because of it. So he's made like some naive mistakes along the way. But for the most part, this is definitely a cast problem. These girls are. Um, they want to win. 
there's so much incentive now to get far because of social mm-hmm. media. It's diff- It's a totally different game. And I feel like this is just, is the most mature cast of girls who have no desire. I don't know. What am I saying? You just feel like it's a cast problem. A cast, cast problem, problem with a bunch of people who want to win and not necessarily invest into a potential engagement and marriage yeah. that can definitely come from the show. There you They're go. They're just in it to say, hey, how long can I last? That's, it's and all how long can I last? How long can I last? Second question to you. I have three questions for you, by the way. Okay, and who, then we have to talk about the teaser. Definitely, 100%. Who out of all of this is right now your, your bachelorette? In, in the whole Bachelor Nation world. Just one name. Hannah Just throw B. it out there. Hannah B. Hannah B. Same with me. <laughs> yep. Hannah B. Hannah B is back to being the next Bachelorette in my eyes. Last thing for you, Ashley. After this episode, on a grade of A to F, how is Peter Weber doing? Peter did a good job this episode. He's is he 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 was what an A minus for you last week? What is he, he this was week? He's a B last week. Okay, he's or was B. He B plus last week. Yeah, I think he's a B last week. Um, I don't. I think I think he gets a B again this week. Yeah, I would say he, he stayed about the same. I think he's doing a fine job. I think that we've seen some of his biggest weaknesses in life probably exposed during the show, like doesn't confront things very well or doesn't really love to, but he's a nice guy. And I, I just want him to find love in this. Cause I know he believed in finding love in this. I knew this was a good shot for him. I just think that at some point this has gotten to be a lot for him. And I don't think he's had a lot of women around him to help push him forward. Ashley, then we got to talk about this. As you just mentioned, there's a teaser that, that we saw for the rest of the season and right away, it was late when I watched it. I wanted to call you and be like, what in the world is going to happen? Ashley, no spoilers because you don't know them. And let's be clear on that. We don't know them. I swear. We don't know them. A lot of people have been coming up to me and they're like, wait, so really they're, this season isn't spoilable. I'm like, it's the first time I've gone this far without truly knowing the ending because people leak it to me thinking that I know. And I'm like, no, I don't want to what know. What do you think of the, this teaser? Then this teaser is always the one that gets me. What is your breakdown of what you think possibly could happen right now? Okay, I have a very well formed idea. So I think that Madison's basically like the one, and I think he knows Madison's the one. But I think he goes into fantasy suites, and I think he sleeps with another girl, knowing that that um, Madison is saving herself for marriage. And I think that hearing that in the coming weeks, he gets scared because he has talked about how important sex is in a relationship with him. And I think that he's not sure if he can really wait for marriage to determine whether or not that component of the relationship is strong enough. Like he doesn't want to go. I don't think he wants to go into marriage, um, you know, like not having had sex with somebody. I really just don't think he does. And I think that freaks him out. And then I think he ends up sleeping with another girl. Madison finds out about it. She's not sure she wants to be with him anymore. I actually think it's a huge turnoff for her. And I think that that is going to be a a big break between Peter and Madison. And I think the mom saying, come bring her here is like, you better figure your crap out. Because if you don't, you're going to lose this amazing woman and sh- you got to win her back. It's definitely a winning back situation. Do I have a different interpretation than you did? No, I, I don't know how to play out this uh, Madison saving herself for marriage and then um, 
Peter admitting what, what we think he admits to having sex with somebody else. And if he knew this and it was, if it was so important to Madison and Madison was the one at the end, I have a feeling that is a massive, like if this is the case, it would be a massive issue for her. And I get that. Like, I think I can't speak to that, but I would imagine that would hurt like hurt and be confusing, especially if you're pursuing an engagement where it's just like, Hey, what do you like? You knew this was important to me. You knew this was something I was saving myself for. Why is it, um, then that you feel like you can, can do this. I, it could be that if it's not that I don't, I just don't get the, I'm not making sense here. Let me be clear. I don't understand within any of that thought process what Chris Harrison is telling him. That is the part I disagree with you on. I just don't think it's clear to us what he comes up and says, I don't know what that would be. I agree with you. I think it's a totally separate thing. And I think what he comes up to say is actually just going to be nothing. It's going to be one of those teasers that unlike the, um, unlike the Hannah confrontation with Luke and unlike the fence jump, it's actually going to be very anticlimactic, but it's such a good tease for the entire season. But I still think that he may not end up proposing to anyone at the end of this because I think he wants to propose to Madison, but he is very conflicted with the sex situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you might be right. Okay. Yeah. There's always that moment too. We've, we've been used to it over the years to where it's like the teaser proves true, mm-hmm. but this might be the one where it doesn't. Hey, Ashley, um, yeah. we got to get Connor on the, on the line. Let's get yeah. Connor on the line. Uh, we'll come back with Connor Saley as he is the LA bachelor for bachelor live on stage. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. 
available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that... Over-the-counter can get old. That's OTC, can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. It'll save you so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? Try a new hobby, invest in materials, or classes for a hobby that you've been curious about, whether it's painting, cooking, or playing a musical instrument. Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless, plus it runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24. Wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver. Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings in the Rudimetrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. My man, Connor Saley, is on the line right now. Ashley and I are so pumped to talk to you. Connor, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's up, guys? How you doing? 
So good. Connor, we got to chat. Right now, uh, as our listeners know, I'm in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, we're getting ready for our very first world premiere of the Bachelor Live on Stage Tour. But we'll be seeing you soon uh, in Los Angeles. Connor, how in the world did you end up getting asked to be the Bachelor in L.A.? And let me tell you this. I'll preface this with saying the response has been outrageous. It's so, Everybody's so excited for you. <laughs> well, look, I am, I'm fired up. Um, I had a great experience in the show, and what better way to – kind of keep that going live on stage where it all started back in LA. So I'm fired up. You're known uh, from Hannah B's season of The Bachelorette. Uh, you were seeing Kalen and then went after Whitney once uh, our boy Dean came back into the picture. Connor, you've experienced some disappointment from the show, especially in Paradise. How are you going to navigate this to not experience so much disappointment at Bachelor Live on stage? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think going through the other shows, it's a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows. And I think you learn from all those experiences. I think it'll be a lot easier because I'm the one handing out the roses. Um, so that'll make it a lot easier for me. But, um, I think I've just learned a lot more about myself and what I'm looking for in a partner. And, um, I think that'll help me a lot along the way. So as we prep here, and then I'm going to throw it over to Ashley to ask you a couple of questions. As we prep here for Bachelor Live on stage, what's something that you're excited about? And what do you know about the show so far or any questions for me? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm fired up for the show. I saw the uh, the live thing on the Strahan and Sarah show. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. It's cool to get a little glimpse into what it's going to be like, um, mm -hmm. the singing date. Uh, kind of those questions, that question game day. It looks so much fun. Um, so I'm fired up for that, excited to meet all the women that are going to be there. Um, it should be a really fun night, which I'm excited for, and I think it takes a lot of the normal stress of the show away, and it's really just more centered around having a good time. So I'm fired up for that. Curious for you, what are the what are the fantasy suites like? Because I heard there's going to be those. There's definitely going to be fantasy suites. It's going to be wild, Connor. Um so here's what, you know, obviously fantasy suites, you can think about it this way. I don't want to give all the secrets away to the show because people have to come and experience it live on stage. But I'll tell you this, just like fantasy suites are, are meant during the show to be your first time in private, kind of away um, from the cameras. It's the same concept on the show. Really, the fantasy suites are what you want to make it. it. There's no pressure to do anything, right? And But on the live on stage, it's your first time kind of getting separated from the audience, even though the audience is still able to witness. And that's how I'll leave it. It's, it's crazy. It's really well done. And I think it will be that moment during the live stage show where you can really start to invest into some of these people. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. It won't be – yeah. It's not inappropriate, yeah. though, buddy. I will tell you that that you're gonna, you, you will still be the true gentleman that you consider yourself during it. Exactly. Yep. Do you have any advice for me in handing out the roses? Well, you know, I think this is it. You know, the Bachelor Live on Stage show was meant to be a thank you letter to Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. It's supposed to be the first time that Bachelor Nation can come in and be a part of this experience and watch it go down right in front of their faces. So my advice would be, be yourself, man. You know, and I, I want to, I'm so excited to hear from Ashley here, but one of the things is be yourself, uh, 
have fun with it. It's one night to see if there's possible connection on stage. And maybe then you can see if things flourish from then on out. And we'll kind of follow your story after that. Uh, but really it's just a good time to meet people in your, your area, to have fun with it and to see this whole concept of finding love in the public eye in front of the public. Just have fun. It's not going to be low, very low pressure. Ashley, I got to ask you, when we announced Connor as our bachelor in Los Angeles, people flipped like he like I knew he's I mean, he's obviously a good looking dude, very smart, well put together, great guy. But when he was announced, people went ecstatic for it. I had no clue there was so much love for Connor out there. Do you I, feel that? I got an email, Connor, from a girl that does publicity in Los Angeles, and she was like, I know this is a long shot, but if you have any way of helping me get on like Connor's cast during Bachelor <laughs> Live, can you help me? So I forwarded it to Ben, and then Ben said, "Like I got you. So who knows? This girl may be one of your ladies. Well, all right. So yeah, th- there is definitely excitement. People are trying to get in. Um, my question is, it's L.A., but don't you live in Texas? I do. I do live in Dallas. Um, but I heard that even if you do find a girl that you really like from here, as long as you like her enough, you're you're down to make it long distance. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, it's a, it's kind of the same concept with the, you know, the main shows. Most of those people live in different areas, and you find someone you connect with. Um, and you want to make it work, you, you find a way to make it work. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I'm I'm really honored to to be the bachelor in LA. Um, I want to know how you're going to do in front of a live audience versus a TV audience because, like, obviously a TV audience, like, they're not going to. <laughs> They're judging you, giving their <laughs> feedback months later after the action's already done. Do I feel like there's more pressure with a live audience. Are you going to let them sway you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I want them to help me with the decisions because okay. they might see things that I don't. Uh, but fortunately, I think having I was on the finale of The Bachelor when I met Hannah um, so there was a live audience there and I think that was super helpful to go through that experience and then go on to those shows. Um, so I think some of that stuff will kind of help with this experience, but it'll definitely be like nothing I've experienced before. So I'm looking forward to it. You're also going to be like possibly kissing girls in front of an <laughs> audience and like having first conversations in front of an audience. And it just feels it's like, how are you used to stage shows? Have you been, are you afraid of public speaking? Like it's a whole other nerve component component oh, in my opinion uh, versus being on camera. Like cameras don't always make me nervous, don't really make me nervous, but a live audience, you feel like you have to like meet their expectations. You want to entertain them. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I was a bookworm in the fifth grade play, so maybe <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be a lot different. I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, Bachelor Nation's really great, all the fans, and, um, you know, they, they're, they're going to help me find, find the one for me. So, yeah, I'm, I trust their opinions, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun.
And I'm there. Like, I, you know, Beck and I will will be co-hosting this. We're going to be there to help you out. We'll walk you through this. I'll be nervous too, man. I mean, Ashley, can you imagine what we're about to walk into? Like 2,000 people every night watching us put on this show on stage. Like it is a whole new beast. And as we prep right now for it and practice it, like I get nervous just standing up on stage. So I'll be nervous there with you. But, you know, hey, we'll coach you through it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I, I heard you're going to be uh, busting some moves on stage. Is that true? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I I mean, I've got these dance shoes that I'm looking at right now that I'm telling you, like the moves that I'm pulling off have never been seen before. They, <laughs> It takes a lot of flexibility to pull off what I'm about to do. And it looks, it looks really ugly while I'll do it, but I'm going to try my hardest, bud. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to teach me some pointers because from one one tall guy to another, uh, you know, definitely don't have the the best moves. But working <laughs> on it. Connor, final question for you before we let you go. Yeah. Uh, we've seen your love stories play out. We've seen you put yourself out there. Um, what, what is it that you're looking for in a partner, a friend, a confidant? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, someone who's outgoing, adventurous. Um, I'm kind of a quieter guy. So someone that brings out, uh, like brings me out of my shell a little bit. I think that's super important to me, but you know, also someone that just kind of like loves you back, I guess. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I think has been missing in the last couple of relationships that have been seen on TV. Um, and then the other thing is just that spark. It's kind of that like undefinable, thing that you can't really describe it's just that feeling you get with someone especially when you first meet them um and to me it's really important to have that so kind of all those things and a lot more too but you know i'm really open to to anything hey we can't wait to have you on stage man thanks for doing it uh it will be fun what a cool i I hope you feel how big of a compliment is to you uh to have you as our la bachelor it's gonna be a wild night uh, with a bunch of people from Bachelor Nation joining us. Hey, Connor, Saley, thank you for coming to the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. Before we say goodbye to you all today, it's been an awesome podcast. I, I think these episodes always get better and better every year because there's just more and more to talk about. Uh, and we want to hear from you. We've asked to hear from you. We have a few emails that we're going to read through before we say goodbye. The first one is from uh, Rachel. It says, I don't understand why Peter was questioning Hannah Ann so much about if she was ready for marriage or even been in love because she is 23. Madison, who's a front runner is also 23. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't think it's the age that matters. I think it's just probably the posture that they're coming into each conversation. I think Mm -hmm. Madison is probably coming into each conversation, talking about the future, uh, talking about her dreams and what she had desires, uh, in a, uh, partner. And I haven't heard that of Hannah Ann yet. So it's not a, as much about the age as the person and what they're kind of communicating to Peter. Ashley, do you agree? I completely agree. And I am mind boggled by this email from Sky, who writes in some new Chase Rice lyrics from a song called Lonely If You Are. Y'all, mm. these are the lyrics. Let's hear if them. it's Monday... And it's over. You know, the show your girls all come over for. And the red wine's getting lower. And your last friend's out the door. When you're 
when there's no more roses to go around, hit me up, girl. You know I'm down. Oh, wow. You oh, love it. My God. Um, dude, you didn't just have a one night stand with her. You're into her. You he likes her. Is that what it yeah. is? I mean, he was running away from this whole thing at first. Is he running back into it now? He's trying to get her back. Or he's just trying to get a lot of buzz. I I don't know what it is. I know you're loving it. We're loving it here. Hey, <laughs> Ashley, what a podcast. Some crazy breaking news. We'll talk to you very soon with the next episode, which is Hometowns of Peter's season of The Bachelor. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I've discovered the secret to turning diaper duty into pure parenting joy. Okay, well, that might be a stretch, but Pampers Swaddlers is truly the answer. They feature a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, including even blowouts. And for 2024's hottest baby shower slash sprinkle gift, 
It's the Pampers diaper stash. I am so for diapers for a baby shower or registry. This Pampers diaper stash is an online diaper fund where family and friends can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. Just create an account, share it, and then watch it grow and then gift it. So easy. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness with Pampers Swaddlers and the Pampers Diaper Stash.